This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Are Thin. I hope you guys are having a lovely Wednesday. <sighs> I ain't really feeling the allergies right now. And I ain't really feeling the fact that I couldn't even go outside because everything is tripping right now. The Oscars is tripping. Technology is tripping. Everything is tripping right now. Y'all know I usually come on here earlier and by like 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, my podcast be posted for everybody to listen to. Yesterday, I forgot to post it because I got caught up in doing my, um, I was doing classes online. So I was doing some classes online. Finished them. Super excited. You know, and now I got to start some more classes so we can have, you know, a nice summer. I'm just saying, you know, we just saying. But, um, outside of that, I came on here today earlier to record and it was just pushing me back. Then on top of that, my favorite astrologer on YouTube popped up. And I was like, you know what? I got to watch her. I started watching her. Trying to come on here again. I was like, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to do a YouTube live. I went on YouTube. I went live. And I talked about some things that's happening. Very disturbing things that are happening. Some funny. Some scary. And some just plain stupid. So I hope you guys are having a lovely day. The technology is not technology in right now. That's cool. That's fine. You know, I feel like I've been warned by several different sources about the technology, not technology in. Um, Zelle is messing up. Uber is messing up. Um, and I'm tripping. So, yeah, total. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Y'all know this week I have been talking about sex trafficking. Y'all understand that this week is leading up to next week to where I'm going to be talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Which, that kind of creeped up on me. Because I totally forgot that Jeffrey Epstein... (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. Oh, yeah, and my allergies are allergy too. So, um... If in the middle of this podcast, I start to sound like a uh, very white, please excuse me. But um, y'all know this week we've been talking about sex trafficking and this whole entire week is going to lead up to next week, which I'm doing a whole series on Jeffrey Epstein. I have to finish the, I have to finish a documentary on Netflix, but I also got to do some more research. But that's what this whole is leading up to but I want to show you how embedded sex trafficking is in today's society that's why I want you to talk about uh, that's, that's what I want to talk about that's what I want to bring up because um this didn't just start with Jeffrey Epstein and it's not going to end with Jeffrey Epstein because there's a lot of people making money y'all saw that yesterday they found out that people uh, uh, out it was this website making 2.5 million dollars off of 
off of people looking for kinky spas or kinky massage therapy, uh, um, sex spas or sex massage therapy. So this is something that has been an issue just in, and it just didn't start it. It's just that now people are making billions of dollars off of it. And it's like once people start making money off of it, it's hard to stop. It's the same thing with the drug situation. You can't stop people from selling drugs or you can't stop it because it's making the economy. If something's making the economy, it's kind of hard to stop it. So, you know, ain't going to be long before all your favorite drugs, the drugs that are not legal, are going to be legal. The government just got to figure out how to tax it. You see what happened with marijuana, crack, cocaine, um you know crack is a cheaper form of cocaine um heroin they're all gonna be at your drug store very soon just let the government figure out how to tax it once the government start making their share they act like they didn't see it and i low-key think that's why everybody's pretending like they don't see these sex spas and stuff like that you actually have good officers out there who are fighting crime and trying to stop this from happening because it's affecting underage girls now if it was grown willing consensual women doing this it wouldn't be low-key an issue but it's affecting little girls and little boys. They're messing with underage children. So this is a severe issue. And this is a severe problem. But this whole thing is going to lead up to the Jeffrey Epstein case. So I want y'all, got, you guys to sit back and relax and to, to listen to this podcast and, and what it's got to offer and what it's talking about. Um, and it's funny because I didn't even know I scheduled it like this. So I guess I'm in tune. Um, but the funny part is... When I was watching YouTube this morning, there was this conspiracy theorist. I hate calling her a conspiracy theorist. But she said that, allegedly, Will Smith was on the list as well. Kid you not. She said Will Smith was on the list. So there's a lot going on in this society. I do find that the whole slap was just very ironic to me. Um, I thought it was weird. I thought it was strange. Um... I still feel like it's scripted. Everybody, I'm not the only one that felt like it was scripted. It just looks off. And if you don't think that it's scripted, you know, that's fine. We can agree to disagree. I'm okay with disagreeing to disagree. I'm okay with that. Um, But it felt scripted to me. You know, it felt a little scripted. So... Whether it was a humiliation ritual on Will Smith or humiliation ritual on Chris Rock, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Chris because they're showing him, they're showing his face and how he reacted to the whole situation. And I kind of feel bad for him, you know, because stuff like this, you know, this emasculated him. This made him feel bad. And he didn't deserve to feel that way. You know, Chris didn't deserve to feel that way. I am, keep in mind, I'm not on nobody's side. I know I sound like I'm pro Will Smith on this, 
but I know bullshit when I see it, and that's why I'm be kind of like, you know, it just feels a little forced. But why is this being forced? So y'all keep your eyes out on what's going on. Now the Oscars is coming out and saying that basically that they told Will Smith to leave after he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. And that sounds to me scripted too. Really? Also, this conspiracy theory. Also, she revealed that this lady husband worked security for the Oscars. And that they were told that around a certain time that Will Smith was going to run up on stage and slap Chris Rock. So yeah, this is coming off and it's coming off to be a little bit staged to me. The more I look at it, the more it's revealed, the more it feels like it's staged. Um... So, this, mm, girl, girl, as we used to say it on Bego when we were in a panel and people used to come up in a panel and jump in a panel and show their penises, it's getting weird. <laughs> Yes, girl. I am going to tell y'all about that whole little weird shit that popped up on Bego. I don't know what it was or what it is, but for some random reason, people thought it was cute to hop up on your panel and show their penis. The fuck? What are they telling you over there about American women? Like, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. But, yeah, that's what was going on on Vigo. I'll talk about that later, too, honey. But right now, today, I kind of want to take a little mini break. I was going to talk about the history of sex trafficking. We're going to talk about that on Thursday. Um, my mood is not feeling sex trafficking right now. This is some... It's heavy. It's heavy because it's a billion-dollar industry, period. Okay. It's heavy. It's very heavy. Um and I talked about some heavy stuff already today, so I don't really want to talk about some heavy stuff. But I've accumulated some articles. Yes, I have accumulated some articles that I want to talk about today. So y'all know it's gonna be Wildcard Wednesday. So on Wildcard Wednesday, we do a rundown on some things that stuck out to me we talk about things that i want to talk about um or that came up so about today we're gonna talk about a lot of things um headline news whether it's local news here in atlanta or whether it's local news in somewhere else are we gonna talk about worldwide news what's going on some of that worldwide stuff this reason why this technology acting i ain't saying no names or pointing no elbows um i'm just saying 
technology is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's what we're going to be sitting here and gathering ourselves to do today. We're going to be talking about several things, several articles that I have found in the news. And I will be, I should send, I should put the link of some of this stuff. I don't know how to link this stuff. I need to get better at technology. That's why I was taking those courses. I need to figure out how to do better at technology. We're going to talk about that. So before we do that, we're going to take a pee break, even though we already used the bathroom. We're going to take a little miniature 30-second break, and we'll be back, and I'll be talking to you about the articles that I found or in it. And we're back. I hope you guys are ready to talk about some of these articles that I have. Um, some of them are, I'm going to say this, some of them are pretty sad, some of them pretty bad. I know one thing I definitely need to, because I need to, I've been sitting with some, a lot of articles dealing with children overdosing on fentanyl lace drugs and stuff like that. So I have a lot of those. And then I have a lot of like just weird stuff. And then I have um, people being outraged or people giving their opinion on what Gucci Man said. I don't see anything wrong with what Gucci Man said. He just being honest because a lot of y'all are think that money is um, everything. So, yeah. So, I want you guys to sit back and relax today. It's Wild Card Wednesday, so you never know what you're going to get. We're going to be talking about a few articles that I have accumulated over time and found and been baffled by. And this is when my tablet decides to move slowly, like it has all day. But I've been working on it all day. I've been working on it all day in my laptop. So the first story I found, I could have sworn I was looking at this story. There it is. Okay. I just erased some stories. So, yeah. This is from WSB TV. So, that's Channel 2 News in Atlanta, basically, y'all. This was... Oh, my God. That's not far from my hometown. This article was published on March the 21st, 2022 by Taisha Fernandez. It says, teachers say students suspended for handing out fentanyl lace candy at a Metro middle school. says Rock County, Rockdale County, Georgia. So that's in Conyers. Rockdale County, Georgia, a middle school student has been suspended after bringing drug lace candy to school. Administrators from the same school suspended another student on the same day for bringing an airsoft gun onto campus, but the incidents are not related. When Channel 2, Taisha Fernandez asked district administrator what drug the candy was laced with, they said they weren't sure. A teacher at Edwards Middle School in Rockdale County told Fernandez that the late candy was laced with fentanyl. A photo from the Thursday shows the packaging of the candy, which calls them medicated Skittles. Bishop Timothy Little said he's not surprised that kids this young are getting caught with such things. A lot of these children are growing up too fast because their parents let them grow up too fast, Little said. You know, you hear 
older people say the same thing in each decade over and over again, okay? Back when I was a teenager, y'all were blaming parents, okay? For some weird stuff that was going on. Or what was popping off. Or what was going on. And it's like, y'all never get anywhere with the blame game. Because all y'all gonna do, which we gonna talk about that. Because we gonna pop, we gonna end the top, we gonna eat the podcast off with this. Y'all blame the parents. But it's like, what if the kid just found a bag of medicated Skittles? Well, they just found it. It's never, kids are never curious. Kids don't go off and walk around the street with their friends and find stuff. It's always, these kids are not being raised by their parents. There is specific stories. We got to stop doing the blame game. I ain't going to sit up here and pretend like your parents ain't no drug dealers, but it's not always the story. I just don't understand people blaming other people, pointing a finger at this whole situation. I'm going to sit up here and say this. When I was in middle school, we got in trouble for having CDs, for having blank CDs at school. I know a dude that was like my home skillet biscuits with cheese on the side. Yeah, he was an air sign. Okay. All right. It's Libras and Geminis. Um, He got kicked out of school because he had blank CDs. That was 20 years ago. 20 years later, kids are getting in trouble for having fentanyl lace Skittles. The kid that got in trouble for the kids in our generation, we got in trouble for having cell phones and CDs in school. We would be the parents of the kids that have fentanyl lace drugs. <laughs> And I'm not too oh, I'm not too young to have a 12 year old, okay? It's not above me to have a 12 year old. So it's like the little stuff they used to pick on when we were younger. I'm looking at some of the stuff that they're doing now, and it's like we used to get in trouble for freaking wearing a short skirt. I got in trouble because I was 36, 24, 36 in the seventh grade. You mad. <laughs> but now it's worse. And see, this is what people were talking about when they say you pick on kids for little small, stupid stuff like their hair, like makeup, like their clothes, and then worse stuff comes into the school. Let me continue, girl. The school principal, Tasha Williams, sent out an email saying the candy had an illegal substance in it. She did not say what the substance was. Fernandez learned this omission was because administrators don't know. A teacher told Fernandez that the candy was laced with fentanyl and the teacher wants parents to know so they can talk to their children about it. How did the teacher know it was laced with fentanyl? 
Teach your kids not to try just try random candy from people because you don't know what's in it. I mean, it goes back to being careful what you eat at Halloween. You know what I mean, Little said. Now, my fat ass have been sitting up in class high as hell. <laughs> I ain't gonna sit here and say, look, you bring some Skittles. Can I have some? Oh, chunky ass. District administrator told Fernandez that they teach students about the dangers of drugs and alcohol throughout the year, and they have special programs for students who have violated the code of conduct with illegal substances. Little said, you can't put the blame on the teachers and other staff. School ain't what it used to be, and we can't put it all on the teachers either because a lot of it come, is coming from the parents who are allowing their children to hang with anybody and anybody, anything, anybody. Little said, that's true. So who is in the parents' house? That's what I'm saying. It can't just solely be just the parents, but it is the parents' responsibility to be careful who you have around your kid. If you have a kid, why are you hanging out with 20 drug dealers? But it's like, once again, it's like, I'm still questioning how the teacher knew it was fitting all lace. If you said it was medicated Skittles, I thought weed was in it. The student who was caught with a paintball type of air gun, airsoft gun, was also suspended. There are serious defenses that can follow students forever. The administrator said it's important for parents to talk to their children about these incidents. You want to know why it got worse? That little break y'all had um, when kids couldn't go to school and it was online learning. Okay, understand that some of these kids' parents are drug dealers and the basement is the lab. So while you so-called normal people or whatever have you, your kid was a safe environment, eat Cheerios, eating uh, uh, eggs, bacon, and grits for breakfast. Some kid has to wake up eating Cheerios. And they go downstairs in their basement, and it's a freaking drug lab. Okay? So, if parents are doing work from home, if this is their work from home job, no judgment on my part. This is your work from home job. Yeah. Have y'all ever thought that maybe the kid was forced to sell those drugs during that little break? That's just all I have to say. And they're thinking in the back of their head, well, hell, shoot, my daddy told me I need to be making money so I can move out by the time I'm 18. So if I start making money now, I have enough money to move out by the time I'm 18, right? Right. So, if I sell to my friends,
people have different ways of surviving things. Okay? That's all it is. I'm looking at a lot of these articles, and a lot of these articles I should have been talked about. Girl. Maybe I'll ruin Coachella for y'all and talk about it during Coachella weekend since I don't have tickets. Because I'm an asshole like that. <laughs> Let me go ahead from Coachella. Okay, no. This will be my messages. Okay. Next situation. Now I lost the other articles. I had three articles. The only one I got left is this one about this dude right here that did what he did. Oh, weird ass. Let me see. Do I still have them on my other page? Let's see. Let us see. Let us see. Okay. This article is going to freak you guys out. Okay. Oh no. My mom just sent me an interesting video. Uh-oh. A watch is going to be something that's worth talking about too. All right. So this is from Yahoo Finances and it was written by Sophia Sophie Mill Millar. It was published on March 24th. It says, tiny particles of plastic have been detected in human blood for the very first time. They can't be filtered out. You wonder why more people are getting cancer. Tiny particles of plastic have been detected in human blood for the first time a Dutch study has discovered. The study published in the journal Environment International tested 22 anonymous blood samples and found plastic particles in 80% of people tested. Indicating plastic particles may be, be able to travel around the body and lodge themselves in organs. Enormous amount of plastic waste is dumped in the environment each year, which researchers estimated could more than double in the next 20 years from 188 million tons in 2016 to 380 million tons in 2040. It was previously known that humans were consuming plastic particles through food and water as well as just breathing it in through the air with microplastic detected in the feces of babies and adults. The implication of the new study first reported by The Guardian are unknown by researchers when microplastics can cause damages to human cells and find a new result concerning. It is certainly reasonable to be concerned, Dick Vendok. Vidoc, an ex 
ecotoxicologist at it's basically the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands and led researcher of the studies today told the Guardian. The particles are there and are transported throughout the body, Vithok said, calling the new finding a breakthrough result. The scientists found that half the samples had pet plastic, commonly used in plastic and drink bottles, and the blood, while another third had a poly, a polycystrine use of packaging food and other products. The remaining quarter contained polyethylene, polyethylene, which is used to make plastic shopping bags. Mm. More studies are now underway to assess implication of the findings. Do I really want to read this whole article? I think I ran home the point I was making and I kind of basically said already when I was before I talk about this, this is why there's a rise in things like cancer. Okay, we're finding cancer, but we got plastic bottles. I'm sitting up here looking. I can tell you I got like 20, 40, 50 plastic bottles in a room, plastic bags in my room as we speak. Okay. And people have been telling us to stop drinking out of plastic water bottles, stop using plastic bags. That's why we had the cloth bags to put your groceries in. And now it's really affecting people. It's in our bloodstreams. 80% of people they tested had plastic, microplastic in their bloodstream. I know you say, how you going to get all eco-friendly? I can't get all eco-friendly. Um, I just drunk out of a styrofoam cup. <sighs> but this explains everything. And they're saying it's in the air. Do y'all think COVID came from that? Because we still don't know where COVID came from. Let's see, let me find another article that I um, found it. This is about the mass Singer. Now, I like the mass Singer. I don't know how everybody else feel about the mass Singer, but I love the mass Singer. Um, it said, Fox should cancel the mass Singer. This is from CBR.com. It was published by Savannah. Perdicine published um, four days ago, so the 26th. It says, time for Fox to retire the mass Singer. The mass Singer was once considered an innovative and unique competition series. Now in season seven, it feels stale and not surprising at all. But, you know, Amorian gave himself away because he made a half O. The mass single was instant. The mass single was an instant hit for Fox when it debuted in 2019. In 2019, the quirky singing competition set itself apart from other reality competition shows with a unique twist. 
each performer had to wear wear an outlandish costume to disguise their identity while competing. The first season featured celebrities like Dunny Osmond, Gladys Knight, and T-Pain belting out its hits like Queen Don't Stop Me Now and Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. Part of the appeal of the mass Singer was the fans truly had absolutely no idea which celebrity were under the ridiculous over-the-top costume. They had to try and discern who was under each mask by merely the sound of their voice. The guessing games were hugely popular worldwide. The Masked Singer franchise started in South Korea and spawned several spinoff versions around the world before arriving in America. However, after seven seasons of utter ridiculousness, it seems that the U.S. version of Masked Singer has lost its sparkle among its fan base, similar to The Simpsons. Not you coming for The Simpsons. I was just watching that before I did this podcast. Over the past several cycles, it seemed like the casting director have been scrapping the bottom of the barrel trying to find new contestants. While earlier seasons of the Mass Singer featured celebrity with real vocal chops, that show was now swapping our talented vocalists like Jewel and Todrick Hall for personalities such as Sarah Palin and Rudy Giuliani. Lord Jesus. The world really ended. <laughs> Giuliani casting for season 7 caused controversy amongst Mass Singer's audience, with many viewers crying out that it was unacceptable to give former President Trump lawyer another 15 minutes of fame. Two of the show judges also walked off set when he was unmasked. While stirring in the new direction of casting controversial celebrities probably seemed like a good idea, after all, part of the fun of the disguise is discovered that some stars who aren't professional singers have killer vocal chops. Adding cast members... Purely based on shock value, it's proving that the mass Singer really only works if the contestants have an actual talent. The first season of the first the first season seven episode include wardrobe malfunction and briefly medical emergency that was thankful, thankfully able to be taken care of in a timely manner. Pastry chef and acclaimed cake maker Duff Goldman nearly suffered a catastrophic fall after his performance causing the oversized head of his McTerrier. Costumes to come toppling off, much to the shock and horror of the judging panel and audience. There's no denying that the moment was absolutely hilarious, but for a large-scale production like The Masked Singer, it definitely felt like an amateur hour. Now, this is a cabaret on the side of the road near the airport that you go to and find Luann ass there. That's what this is. <laughs> Why they didn't cast Luann? Luann actually has a nice voice. Shoot, do former housewives one season. You know, Portia not on there. Portia not on there. Portia would be good. Uh, Danielle Star would be perfect. Kim Zosiat whack ass would be perfect too. I would love them to do a, a season edition with just former housewives. If you want to get people back, everybody love the Real Housewives. Get the housewives on there, but don't tell people it's the Real Housewives and there's a Real Housewife theme. Just do it. I'm just saying, you want to say the show. The Masked Singer was once considered quirky, innovative, and fun. However, after seven seasons and three years, it feels like the creative team behind the reality series is starting to grasp at stars and just get burned out. While other companies like Netflix are turning out their own addictive competitive shows, it's time for Fox to sit down. Whether it's on a temporary basis for a few months or a year to iron out the kinks and find a stronger celebrity lineup for season eight, the show will be interesting to tour for Tim McGraw after he didn't sing in 1883. 
or maybe permanently before everyone tunes out for good. My suggestion for the mass Singer, because I love the idea of the mass Singer, my suggestion is that you do... I already told y'all, the housewives. They all tried to have singing careers. Melissa Gorga. Everybody tried to be a pop star. <coughs> and it was awful. So, I think y'all should do one season with the Real Housewives if you want to get people right back. Because people watch the Real Housewives around the same time the Mass Singer is airing. So, it would be creative to have a, the theme. But the 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 the... the it's a low-key, like, it's a low-key thing, but nobody knows the theme until after they reveal the whole cast at the end of the season. So, yeah, I like the Masked Singer. And Bow Wow gave away that he was a frog. You know what? I was going to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. I'll talk about this somewhere else. I think I'll talk about this on my um, live. So the last and final story I want to talk about, honey, I don't know if you guys have started watching the third and final season of Atlanta. But I watched the first episode and girl... The first episode, honey. Let's just say this. I'm going to talk about today. The last article is going to be about the actual family. This is based that the first episode of season three of Atlanta is based off of. Okay. I thought it was shady. And then when I saw where the episode was going, I was like, huh? And then he kind of was kind of talking about also Lake Lanier. Y'all, you know, they said Chattanooga River or the Chattahoochee River. But really, he was talking about Lake Lanier. Because Lake Lanier, a whole town is under there. It was a town owned by black people that's under Lake Lanier. Y'all don't know the story. I have a podcast about it. Um, So we're going to talk about the actual family, the Hart family. That the first episode of season three of Atlanta, what it's about, okay? So this is the little wild card I was talking about. When I first saw the episode, the episode began with a black guy and a white guy in a boat fishing. They're doing some night fishing. I don't know nothing about fishing. I just know one time I went and I did not catch no catfish. So my family didn't eat like that night, you know? I I don't, y'all know, y'all figure out with me. I do not like losing. I'm a sore loser. That's why I never played sports. That's why, you know, if Will Smith didn't do it, I was going to do it. Okay? Because I'm poor, I'm a poor sport. So I never played sports because I'm a poor sport, okay? So this black guy and this white guy are on a boat, and the white guy is telling the black guy a story about a black town under, was it Chattanooga or the Chattahoochee River? Chattahoochee River. Okay, I should know this shit. I live in the area with the Chattahoochee River. So 
he said he talks about that there was a black town under the river and the part they got me was not him talking about the black town under the river it was a part where he said that they were black people passing for white they're not supposed to be doing commentary about passing in The crazy part is the movie that traumatized me was Billie Holiday versus the United States. And I'm like, then I got sick and then it got all weird. Anyway, um, there's a movie called Passing starring Tessa Thompson and uh, Ruth Nega. And he was talking about how they were passing for white. You know, there were black people who could pass for white. They were being paid to pass for white. And he said, now you can't tell who is who. He's like, we don't know who is black and who is not black. That part right there, that right there hit a hammer on the head, hit a nail on the head with a hammer because there are some white people walking around here who don't know they have African blood in them. Just saying. So it just got creepy because it just got dark. And now I got to freaking turn the light on. Because <laughs> what we talk about is, it scares me. It also made me want to adopt kids. Because it's like, if you're going to get kids, at least adopt ones that look like you. So I want you guys, once again, y'all got to sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. We're talking about the Hart family. This article was written April 8th, 2019 by Rita Marr. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. And it says, lesbian mother killed their lesbian mothers, killed their six children in a murder-suicide at the driving off cliff coroner rules jennifer hart drove her family's suv over a cliff in california last year killing everyone on board a lesbian mother who drove her suv off a cliff in california last year killing herself her wife and their six children did so as part of a murder suicide now, the show was optimistic and the kids got out the car. So, I mean. Okay. That's the ruling from a coroner jury, which found that Jennifer Hart was drunk at the wheel of their SUV when it plummeted 100 feet into the Pacific Ocean in March. But Hart didn't act alone. Investigators also found that prior to the crash, Hart's wife, Sarah, was searching for ways to end their family lives on her phone.
How easily can I overdose on an over-counter medication, heart type? Can 500 milligrams of Benadryl kill a 125-pound woman? How long does it take to take to die from hypothermia while drowning in a car? The crash with police call a tragedy claimed the lives of both hearts as well as the six adopted children. Marquise, 19. Hannah, 16. Devontae, 15. Abigail and Jeremiah, both 14. And Sierra, 12. So you telling me none of you not the big kids didn't feel like fighting? Or did they drug these kids before they drove them into the water? That's the question. Marquise, Abigail, and Jeremiah were found at the scene of the crash. Sierra's body was discovered two weeks later. Hannah's body had never been recovered, but a shoe containing a foot was found north of the crash site in May, where DNA identified it as hers. Devontae's body has also never been recovered, though the police believe he died alongside his siblings. Jennifer Hart had consumed Jennifer Hart, sorry, had consumed the equivalent of five shots of alcohol prior to the crash. The organ the Oregonian reports. Sarah and at least three of the children had diphenhydramine, a component of Benadryl in their system. Okay, so that explains why they didn't fight back. Sarah's level was toxic equivalent with at least 42 doses, according to the forensic pathologist report. The children's blood contained extremely high levels of the drug. According to a witness who was camping near the site of the crash, Jennifer Hart packed the car at the top of the cliff overlooking the ocean and sat for around four hours. Then he heard an engine rev and tires churning against the gravel. The crash came as a part of a last-minute road trip that the family had taken, driving from their home in the Woodland, Washington, to the site of the crash in in Mendocino County, California. It's now believed that the heart upped and left their children after multiple incidents in their family's home and allegations of child abuse. On March 23rd, days before their death, the heart children had been identified as potential victims of abuse and neglect by the Child Protective Services. CPS tried to make contact on multiple occasions between the referrals and the family's crash on May on March 28th. At the time of the crash, Bruce and Dana DeCab, neighbors of the family, told KGW8 last year that they contacted CPS after one of the children told them his mother with, was withholding food as punishment. It came after other allegation, accusations of abuse, including that the hearts had hit another child. Dana DeKalb said that a CPS official came to the Hart's door but was unable to make contact with the family. The following day, the Hart left in their SUV. The next morning when we saw the vehicle was gone and then Sunday morning when it still wasn't there, we figured something was off, said Bruce DeKalb, adding, we figured that they saw the business card and locked up, loaded up the kids as quick as they could and took off. Another neighbor, Bill Groner, described the Hart children as wonderful, but told CNN he thought it was strange that I didn't see the kids a lot. The weird thing was that the kids kind of seemed repressed and not communicative. It is understood that the children were being homeschooled. 
Sarah also pleaded guilty to domestic assault and malicious punishment of a child in 2011 after admitting she had struck one of her daughters, leaving visible bruising. Hart claimed she was spanking the children and got carried away. Mm. According to the investigators, Hart absconded without luggage or toothbrush, even leaving the door unlocked. In my opinion, Sarah and Jennifer succumbed to a lot of pressure. They really, they can't, they succumb to a lot of pressure. Okay. Said Lieutenant Shannon Barney at the Medicinal County Sheriff's Office. They got to the point where they made a conscious decision to end their lives and take their children with them. Jake Slayson, an, an investigator with the California Highway Patrol, said, my feelings is based on taking talking to the witness that they felt that they could have take could have had take have those kids. No one was going to have those kids. And that's dangerous. That's a very, very dangerous thing. That's dangerous to have any form of relationship like that with anybody. Whether it's your kids, whether it's your husband, whether it's your wife. It's dangerous to have a relationship with someone where you're saying that if I can't have you, no one can. Even when it's your kids. Even when it's your biological kids. Your kids got to fly to coop soon. That's dangerous. So instead of you, you and your miserable ass wife just offering yourselves, you drug someone into it. You couldn't let those kids go back to where they came from? To a normal house? Well, let's be straight up honest. They were going to suffer in that uh, system anyway. But at least let them grow up and make that decision for themselves what they want to do with their life. Family tragic death and the horrific details surrounding it have raised question as to what could have been done to intervene and help the heart children. Mendocino County Sheriff Coroner Thomas Allman said the greater federal overs oversight is required, calling it an enlightening moment for lawmakers noting the five states were involved in the adoption of the heart children as well as the allegation of abuse against them. Where are, where are the where are the systematic failures? Where are the systematic failures that possible could have been prevented? Alma said, we do not have a national database of child abuse allegations. Speaking to People Magazine, family friend Rihanna Weaver said that those who knew the couple still can't imagine them opting to kill their children. Since the beginning of this, when it, it first happened, this have, there have been those of, who, those of us who basically questioned our own sanity. Really? Weaver said, we also questioned, like, how did we not see this if that's what happened? Weaver said the possible possibility that the hearts make a decision to kill themselves and their children. She added, a lot of us who knew them discussed that maybe we didn't know them at all. But I still can't imagine them taking the kids on purpose. Y'all know I'm going to get my little two cents, so let's get ready. Y'all don't think it's suspicious that white people adopt black kids? Which, by the way, that's another way I think kids are being trafficked, too, is through CPS. Fight me, bite me, 
I don't care. That's just that's just how I feel. If it's a theory, if it, if you want to say it's a Tiffany's theory, it's a Tiffany's theory. I'm okay with it being Tiffany's theory. But understand that I feel that a lot of the trafficking they do with kids come through CPS. CPS didn't think to take away the kids when she was beating the hell out of them to begin with. Now let's go back to the episode. I want to talk about the episode into dealing with this whole situation because it, 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 it brings up, the unspeakable. And like I said, I feel like kids are trafficked. Um, that's why I say, you know, to y'all out there, you have a nice home and you 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 can afford to adopt a child. Do so. A nice home with nice people. And adopt kids your ethnicity. I'm sorry. I'm biased to that. It just seems a little off to me that Angelina Jolie, Madonna, and Gwyneth Paltrow, and uh, all the other people out here have little black children. Sandra Bullock. Does Gwyneth Paltrow have a little black kid? I, I thought, wait a minute, I'll take it back. Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't have a little black kid, does she? But it's off to me that all these people have little black kids, specifically when they're African. Because when it comes to black children cries, nobody hear them. But the episode brought up something that was huge, okay? Because we want to talk about how this little boy ended up getting adopted. So, what happened was, the kids were promised that they were going to, it was basically set in a classroom. So, the beginning, so after the whole situation with the black guy got attacked at Chattahoochee River, while he was um, fishing. We cut to a situation with a little boy named Laquavius. Laquarius. His name was Laquarius. Okay. So the teacher announced that the class for Black History Month were going to be able to see Black Panther too. Okay. So Laquarius decide to showboat and do all the infamous TikTok dances in class, okay? So, Laquarius' mom got called to the school. Laquarius' mom is hardworking, and the first thing she said was, why did you call me while I was at work? I told y'all not to call me while I was at work. 
They tell Laquarius' mother, Aquarius decide to act a fool in class. Okay. And Aquarius' mom is like, y'all can't do nothing about it. Okay. So Laquarius' mom, she punished him in the hallway, you know, and she said, okay, do all the little dances that you're doing, all right? Okay, understand this. Know this. You keep doing all this. Your little black ass gonna be killed by black people. <laughs> now, this is an exaggeration of what most black moms tell their black sons and their black daughters. You know, you act a fool. You get the record of acting a fool in school. You go to jail. That's period, okay? We all know there's a prison to pipeline system going on. So we just tell our kids, you act a fool in school, you're going to end up in jail. So in the process of doing this, his granddaddy, who is the, the father figure in his life, slapped the shit out of him. He slapped the shot his wife. And sent his little ass back to class. And then the school council was like, okay, we're going to get you some help. We're going to make sure that you don't have to go home to this anymore. So one fateful morning while Aquarius was sitting up there watching his cartoons in his house while his mom was probably washing clothes, ironing clothes, doing what moms normally do. And he said he was hungry. And he was sitting up there watching this. And she said, well, there's some spaghetti in the kitchen. CPS come knocking on her door. And CPS is like, basically, you're a bad mom. We're going to take him. And she's like, oh, okay, you can have him. Bye. She thought he had something to do with it. He had nothing to do with it. It was just a school counselor misinterpreting what the mom was doing because according to y'all, black moms are bad moms, but they're not bad to raise your kids, right? Because it's not like there's a whole history in America where black women were paid to raise little white children, but apparently we're not good enough to raise our own kids. But y'all don't want to hear about that argument. So she like, take your little black ass on, bye. So she sent him ass away. She sent his ass away, and he get with his white lesbian couple. When he got with his white lesbian couple, I knew that Donald Glover was going to go in. This is where shit got real. He stayed at the house. The house smelled, like, weird. Apparently, she was making kombucha. Okay? If you don't know what kombucha is, it's a some form of organic tea. Okay? I like kombucha. I like the canned kombucha. Let I me mean, not can the glass, the glass bottle kombucha. They have a certain kombucha I like. So there, she's making kombucha. She has a bunch of other kids in the house. She puts them in the house. And what she is doing, she's downstairs. She's making fried chicken in a freaking microwave. Once again, this is show being overdramatic, okay? Y'all know black people got to get a kick out of picking on white people and they're cooking. Y'all know how we are. Y'all know how it is. It's always overdramaticism, okay? 
I ain't ever heard of nobody named Laquarius. Let's talk about that. No black mom say that you're going to get killed. It's always you keep acting up in school. You're going to get a record and they're going to send your ass to jail. Okay. That's the other exaggeration. And her to sit up there and say, okay, go ahead. Take his ass. It's a whole lot of steps before CPS get to taking a child out of your house. Okay. So this is all over dramatic period. You can tell by this show. So basically they fed them this undercooked chicken, some avocados and something else. What is it? Brussels sprouts? I don't know. As as the show goes on, basically, and I'm not going to tell y'all the ending. I think it's pretty obvious what happened in the ending. Um, I kind of told y'all, obviously, in the show that Laquarius and the other three or four black kids, they escaped. They escaped what happened to them. Okay. But unfortunately, with these kids, with the Hart family, they were drugged. They didn't get to escape. I don't know if y'all see this. I'm going to go on my live um, Friday. On Friday, we do my lives on Friday, girl. Mm-hmm. Me doing this makes me feel like I have a job. So, don't judge me. Um, But on my... I will go live and I will show you the case. And I will show you the picture of the young boy hugging the police during protests. And hugging the performance during a festival. Because that's where the show starts at. That's, that's, that's where the show, you know, kind of showed the little black boy trying to go to the police and trying to get the police to attention about what was going on in that house. And the police thought he was lying and being over the top when he was really, he was starving and he, he needed somebody to take care of him. And how this was a cry out for help. So... I just wanted to talk about this story because I thought it was very crazy that Donald Glover brought this up. Y'all, this is one of those cases y'all totally forgot about. And it made aware of it's suspicious to for people to adopt little black kids i'm not saying that all white people that have black kids are adopting them for crazy purposes but it makes you question why do they adopt little black kids and it also falls into this week's theme is it for sex trafficking With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, we will continue what I'm talking about, talking about sex trafficking and the history of sex trafficking and how it started and how it's going. Um, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. Don't be surprised. 
that orphanages are pipelines to sex trafficking. Oh, girl. Ooh, there's a whole nother situation that I should talk about with this whole situation, girl. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I am out Okay, I'm out. See you tomorrow.